This is Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman. You're watching The Dorkening. Stay tuned. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird! It's a plane! mission to fight injustice, to right that which is wrong, and to serve all mankind. I can't get over this. So the only thing left to say, of course, is the one obvious thing. Excelsior! Everyone thinks because you're a zombie, you don't know good coffee. Well, they're wrong. There's only one brew that gets my seal of approval. Deadly Grounds coffee is my guilty pleasure. The aroma is so intoxicating. It brings all of my neighbors out of the woodwork. Deadly Grounds coffee. Coffee to die for and zombie approved. It's good to get a little deadly. Use the front door! Oh, they're so disgusting. Happy Tuesday, everybody. You're watching Splash Pages, our comic book club. And uh, that's always powered by the Dorkening Podcast Network. We've got an awesome show for you today. My name is Leo. I'm the monkey behind the keyboard. And as always, Velvet Joker. How's it going, my friend? It's going great. Good evening. We got a thanks week, Thanksgiving week upon us. And uh, everybody's ready to stuff their faces with mashed potatoes and uh, stuffing and gravy. Oh, indeed yeah. yeah love the gravy love the gravy drew my friend how's it going i'm good ready to just cut the turkey continue rich's metaphor about thanksgiving things sweet potatoes yams marshmallows uh string beans um pie pumpkin yeah. pie, apple pie with uh, a la mode um has to be a la mode it has to be a la mode um as long as those uh, marshmallows don't uh, come alive, right? No one even. We're not going there yet. <laughs> and and as always, good evening to our Jeremy commenter, Jeremy. Thank you, sir. Uh, nice to see you or hear you. Huzzah. And everybody else, too. Um, we have a good show for you. We're yeah. going to be talking about Thanksgiving comics. Um, so when everyone's watching the game the dog show or the parade no matter where you are we're going to be reading or probably debating what thanksgiving themed uh content we will be watching i thoroughly cannot wait till we talk about things that we definitely watch every year for thanksgiving um but how are you guys doing doing okay doing okay yeah it's, Not complaining. so leo uh, just so our viewers know you got to live the good life today by enjoying a great movie in a movie theater where there was only you and one other person. Very, very rich, very cultured. Oh yeah, yeah, there. yeah. It's it's mm -hmm. I was I was lucky, you know, it was uh you know, everybody knows I'm a germaphobe and with the you know uh are you really and I, I am I'm I'm I a, a oh I, I, I Oh my yeah, God. yeah. Matter of fact, like going into hospitals, I, I can't unless I'm like the person going to the hospital. You know, I used to keep like a big can of like uh, uh, um, Lysol in my car, you know, and just douse myself with Lysol. Yeah, it's uh, wait, wait, wait. a man who used to chop heads off of snakes is a germaphobe. Oh yeah, yeah. Did, did that happen later in life? 
Yeah. Did you uh, did you develop I, a con a, like a you know did you is it like you know how in Indiana Jones he wasn't scared of snakes and then he fell into a thing of snakes and then he was afraid of snakes like did a snake teach you like germs? Uh, no, it was I've been a germaphobe before to snakes. The snakes was uh, you know just it was survival you know and trying to keep my my at that time my fiance happy you know and safe. So uh, I, yeah. I, I just want to ask one time she comes on so we can say thank you for loving him so much more than we ever could. Yeah. Oh my God. I have no idea how she put up with me. There, there was one time where I was about to go live and uh, uh, she calls me frantically crying. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I had to like abandon the live stream and go down and see <laughs> what happened. There was this huge snake crawling up the side of the house and she she yeah uh that that night she stayed at her parents so uh i i, I just imagine you'd be like really this you'd be like five minutes and i'll get back on the uh, thing and she's like who are you <laughs> the funny thing was i i uh i pull it off the house and i dispatch of it and uh i i you know i well what with with the axe and uh you know i had to run back to the up to the show and i forgot it and we had uh, a guy that was uh, working on replacing the windows because we were trying to find out how the snakes were coming in. Uh, <laughs> and he, it's a real movie there. It's, you're dieharding it for snakes. Oh, oh my God. He, he saw the snake and he was on the ladder at the time when he was like climbing down. Scared oh, him shitless. He fell off the ladder. He didn't fall far. It was just, you know, a couple feet. But yeah. Never sent a rando to do a snake wrangler's job. Am I right, Leo? Yeah. Yep. 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 Oh, speaking of, um, Jeremy wants to say that because of your dedication to snakery, you are indeed mucho macho. You are a real man. Why? Um, I, I just imagine as you were talking this, the Walking Dead theme was playing through my head, just very dramatic, you know, and I was just thinking, boy, he's got to be lucky that there's not like a snake mafia or something like, like anaconda-sized... Oh. Suckers don't just like we remember you, Snake Man. I, I, I bet they do. You know, I, 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 uh, I took out several, uh, several generations. So it's yeah, uh, like the Punisher of snakes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I have an image of Leo, like with his arm out, with an axe in his hand, and just dead snakes all around him, and a woman like wrapped around his leg. And he's wearing like sort of tattered tan <laughs> clothes. Yeah, I could just, he's going to have like a really cheesy line too. It was like, yeah, I bet you'd like to see my death rattle. Uh, well done. Uh, uh, I love you guys. You, you know, just... <laughs> You're welcome. Um, but I will say this because obviously you two know I saw it Thursday. Yeah. You know, full get up. Uh, just to premise it, uh, uh, preface it, no spoilers. Absolutely. So, so anybody watching, you know, just uh, we Do don't want to spoil it for anybody. Uh, unfortunately, part of it was spoiled for me. Um, oh, know, really? The ending? Uh, <sighs> I'm not going to say anything. Okay. So uh, then let's say what we can. Yeah. Um, I would like to start that to me, this was a, a fantastic Ghostbusters film as a fan as someone who very much, if you ever met me in full get up, 
I very much care a lot about this franchise. This movie to me was a wonderful love letter to everyone who made the first two. Um, I think as me personally, I, I said best on my Facebook, I really do encourage people to go out and make their own opinions about it. Um, critics, they're entitled to their opinion, but their job is to criticize. And it's really up to you to make your own opinion. And I always say the best thing to do is just go and see it for yourself. And whatever opinion you have, you have. And if you loved it, awesome. If you didn't, that's fine too. It's your opinion. But as a fan, um, I laughed, I loved, I cried. And in the end, I was satisfied. Rhyme is unintentional, but proud to be a Ghostbuster. That, that was my review. Wow. Uh, yeah, I, I can't really say it better than that, but yeah, it, it, it's, I absolutely loved it. It, it was, you know, definitely an, an homage to, uh, to the other two, like you said, but it, it's mm -hmm. just without spoiling it. it it's, uh, yeah, it, I, I was in tears for, for several parts of the movie and it was just, mm -hmm. yeah, it was definitely, you know, some humorous parts, but, uh, the, the overall story and how they tied everything in. And how uh, the post credit scene, which we're not going to talk about. But there uh, are two, everybody. Two. Yes. So stay. Yeah. Stay. And, and the last one is very important because it, it does. <clears throat> it does. Uh, we, we could possibly see more stories. Right. Yeah. But, but speaking of something that all three of us has is our, our, uh, our friend from the circus has finally seen one of the long-awaited MCU films he's won. I believe that would be Rich. You finally saw Shang Chi. I did. It's on Disney Plus. Mm -hmm. And uh, what'd you think? I really enjoyed it. I, I watched it. Uh, I guess sort of twice now. Mm -hmm. um, uh, looking for Easter eggs and things. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, from the trailer, I told you I was excited about seeing Razor Fist, who they actually don't ever name, but, you know, we, we see it on this we car. Know. Yeah. And, and we know. Yeah, we know. We exactly. Know. Um, but no, I thought it was cool. Um, I was a little nervous about the retconning of uh, Shang-Chi's father being uh, win, win something, win you. Mm -hmm. Um you know, AKA the, um, uh, the Mandarin. Yes. Jeremy, I too love the abomination and Wong huge fan of Wong in this, um, thing. we got a couple of good Wong scenes. Oh yeah. Ben Benedict Wong, in my opinion, is one of the best parts of the MCU because not only does he steal the show anytime he's in the scene, but he clearly enjoys being the character and it shows in his performance because in the comics, Wong has that persona of he evolved from being what he originally was, which was a valet and a sidekick to Stephen Strange in that era of Kung Fu movies and such. Which he evolved to being someone of just as equal footing as Doctor Strange. So his enemies don't just like, oh, just your little sidekick, you know, kind of how villains used to brush off Robin or other sidekicks, they're like, no, no, Wong is just as much of a threat as, as Stephen Strange is. And I think they definitely got that. And I got to be honest with you, I'm, every once in a while, I'm just going to want to be like, we could do that. Or, and then just cue Hotel California. 
right, right. And then the the beautiful correction of the beautiful way they corrected Iron Man's three, the Mandarin. Yeah, one hundred percent. That was one of the best parts of it. And, um, and, and we're spoiling her at this point, right? It's been out for a long time. It's on I mean, Disney Plus. It's been, it's been, uh, guys. We can agree. It's been about a month or two, right? About two months, yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's okay. It, two so, months is, is more than enough time to see it. The return of Trevor Slattery. So Perfect. this year, uh, and if you missed it, uh, I think it was um, Iron Man. Uh, was it the Iron Man three DVD where they included two, three? Oh, three. Um, three. the Return of the King. Yeah. Yeah. Three. Yep. Yeah, where yeah, they the return of the king short, short yeah. absolutely um, right, which uh, showed that the interviewer was actually there to assassinate uh, Trevor on behalf of the Ten Rings, right? So uh, yeah, that was super interesting to you know because I mean, everyone was so mad that they got Ben Kingsley, and his character was kind of a joke. Instead of the commanding, you know, ex- expecting to see this character with the 10 yeah. powerful rings. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I know I was super disappointed as a fan. Right. Um, but to bring this full circle and to make that character more interesting and that he had, was it Norman, the little monkey with no head? Yeah. Um, that that it, he thought it was <laughs> a hallucination. And it mm-hmm. turned out it was a real creature. Yeah, I loved it. It was, it was, yeah. Amazing. And then of fun. Um, I, I love the classic kung fu, um, yeah. jumping through, but with modern, um, weapons. Mm-hmm. And I love the dragons and the monster, and it was cool. And I wasn't sure I was gonna like the rings being bracelets and them all pretty much having the same power, but perhaps that can evolve to unlocking different powers and different ones of them, hopefully in the future. Yeah. My only criticism is that I feel that while I like the actor who played Shang-Chi, I feel like in sometimes he's a little bland. So I'm hoping that they give him a, his character develops a little bit more. But then when I'm thinking about the character, the character, I want to say is one dimensional, but he didn't really evolve until later because he was very much, a character of the Marvel time, similar to how uh, Iron Fist and even um, Luke Cage were very evident of a time in history and pop culture. But even them, they've evolved, you know, to be different things. Um, Also, I just want to point out, I, I have always been a fan of Iron Man 3. The one that I always thought was was a bit overrated was Iron Man 2, to be quite honest. I felt, you know, and again, I only saw it twice. Um, two times. And I just feel that, to me, it was just trying to do too much. Um, the villains were very, you know, I still think there's a chance Justin Hammer could come back, and I would love to see Sam Rockwell just come back out of nowhere and rock it. I think that would be awesome. I, I I thought it's confirmed Hammer's coming back. I think he is, but I'm just saying, like, yeah. I've always said, you know, he he didn't fall under what for a while was the Marvel curse was if you're a villain, you're going to die in your movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, but Shang-Chi, I thought, definitely was good. Um, I definitely enjoyed it. Um, I didn't feel I needed to see it more than once. 
um, which is fine. You know, a movie is a movie. Um, but I liked it. I thought it did great for the genre. I was also glad Aquafina's character wasn't what I thought it would be, which is kind of like, oh, hey, like I feel like Aquafina kind of became another Hollywood like stand in like, oh, we need this kind of person. Let's just get her kind of like what Kevin Hart has become. You know, like we and and she really breathed some good life into the character. It was very real. She wasn't just, hi, I'm a sarcastic, plucky sidekick. You know, she contributed. Apparently, right. there's a uh, deleted scene that's uh, rather important with her in it. Uh, it's I her, hear about that. Yeah, her and uh, you said it was Razor Fist, the guy with the sword arm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, yeah, it, it's uh, those two together and it's so, basically giving each other like a pep talk. You know, she's like saying she can't do it. And he's like, uh, you know, hey, I've seen you work and you're better than most of the men on my crew or something like that. Um, mm. So uh, I'm sure we'll get that on Disney Plus at some point. Absolutely. But and, and Drew, in, in uh, response or just uh, another perception of where you thought that Sam Liu was a little bit flat. I thought that was sort of intentional because he was still figuring himself out. And it was a little bit of like a buddy movie with him and mm-hmm. Aquafina yeah. where he was the straight man and she was the comedic partner. Oh, yeah. Maybe, you know, maybe, you know, I mean, again, this is the first time we're seeing the character, mm-hmm. but I do think it's also funny because I think they had a meme like, Oh, Hey, you just got cast in a Marvel movie. They're going to have a scene where the character is usually a, 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 you know, when it's a guy, he takes his shirt off and he is freaking ripped. And right. I was just like, "Yep, that's gonna happen. We gotta, you gotta see. The second you get in a Marvel movie, you hit that gym like a hurricane." <laughs> Have you seen his? Uh, uh, what's the actor's name? Sam Liu, I believe. Sam Liu, yeah, he's Have got you... a good sense of humor. I want to yeah. give him that. Oh, oh, great sense of humor. Did you see his uh, Sam Liu cut of his fight? No, was it funny? It's hilarious. He he took the fight and then uh, edited it where like every other shot he's it's the shot of him being kicked in the balls, <laughs> and he, he posted it uh, with hashtag No Nut November. Dear God, Dear that's pretty funny. God. Yeah, that is pretty funny. Yeah, but yeah, so that was that was that was good. Um, I also since we're talking about movies before we get into the comics, I also want to. Give a special shout out. The Jurassic Park Dominion trailer came out today. Uh, it's five minutes. Um, I didn't know what That's I was expecting. Trailer. Yeah, but I like what I see because I think it has a great homage to the past and a nice homage to what we're going to see in this because, again, this is following the events of Fallen Kingdom in which we see that the dinosaurs are now out in the wild so we're going to see more and more of them and humanity in some way trying to exist in the same world again. And as you can tell, that is going to be a fucking nightmare. Yeah. So definitely some interesting things. But uh, the trailer got me a bit more hyped because I don't think I ever actually saw all of Fallen Kingdom, which is surprising because Jurassic Park is in my top five of movies that changed my life. Yeah. Um, Fallen Kingdom was a little little tough. Um, I I know it's CGI, but the whole, you know, with that brontosaurus at the dock crying as the planet, uh, not the planet, but the island. Oh yeah, the planet. You know, planet's getting smothered by a volcano. Yep. <laughs> uh, the island's being, you know, uh, destroyed. 
yeah just i know it's cgi but it, yeah it's i have a tough thing with animals dying unless they're snakes you know but, i think for for me the thing that i got annoyed with was that when i watched part of it i was like so this is like jurassic park 2 yeah you know and and it's funny because i was pointing this out that we hollywood right now is doing this thing where it's been remaking films but under this premise of continuing the franchises but it's really just kind of like a a, 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 a i wouldn't say a thinly veiled remake and i'm just like and it's it started with force awakens yeah you know force awakens is basically new hope with different characters mm-hmm. yep um and then but but then you know the next movies kind of went off the rails well, the next um, movie was very Empire Strikes Back. I mean, he even had like a. Oh no, it did. But no, it what I'm planet. Yeah, what I mean is by it's very off the rails is that you know you had that, and then you're trying to meet expectations, you're trying to do things differently, and then franchise fans will act a certain way. I mean, we don't have to go over the polarizing opinion of Last Jedi. Yeah. Like, holy crap! Um, I feel like people are seeing that a lot now and now you know you get worried i mean i don't think dominion is going to be i mean i i enjoyed jurassic park 3 i mean it's not amazing but it's entertaining um but you know i think just think in the end movies are movies but it's just when it's very obvious it's kind of like the same premise as the our previous movie i was like we, we couldn't do anything different we had to tread this familiar ground and i think um, Angie brought up in a really nice way is that it's it's very much studios playing it safe. They're like, okay, we're gonna have just enough nostalgia, just enough to hook them in, and we're gonna do kind of the same thing but with different people, and we're gonna hope they don't get it. And it's just like, how old do you think this audience is? Like, some of us saw the movie in theaters. Yeah. So, but we can talk about all that another time. Uh, personally, yeah. I. I thought the trailer was great um i do recommend both of you check it out i mean yeah it's five minutes but it's a good five minutes yeah um check that out tonight yeah totally uh speaking of trailers and i have a theory uh about this trailer not not spoilery theory but industry-wide theory uh did you you see the new super pets trailer i did not but i've heard interesting things it looks really good uh, mm-hmm. but there is a joke in there. Uh, Superman, uh, he, he has his, his dog and, uh, you know, he Crypto. uses, yeah, uh, he uses eye beams to, uh, flatten out his shirt. It got wrinkled and he says, uh, I ironed my shirt. You can call me Iron Man. And, uh, oh, maybe not. So, uh, <laughs> here's, here's my thought, you know, you, you have that making a marvel joke within a dc property uh eternals was uh i was told references superman uh you also have the rock saying that he wants to merge the two he wants to do a a marvel dc crossover could they be peppering in these little things to eventually merge the properties i I know us comic fans would never want to see that happen but you know, the mouse is devouring everything. And, and, uh, well, I mean, Leo, there was a time when we didn't think Fox would 
be merged with Disney. There was a time we didn't think Sony was ever going to give up Spider-Man. I mean, they kind of didn't still, but, you know, I think we're just realizing money will make anything possible. <laughs> you know, um, listen, it is what it is. Personally, if they're going to do that, they better do a really great DC vs. Marvel movie. That's all I'm saying. And I agree with Jeremy on that. Like, yeah. if they do that, and that is just as epic as we could hope. Eh, who cares? Yeah. So, more fuel, so, more fuel, more fuel. The, more fuel. Totally. So, speaking of fuel, let's talk some comics. Yeah. Indeed. So, uh, Thanksgiving comics. So, how how do you? Where do we start? Because I think I know which one I want to end, but. I think we both know which one we want to end this this this, this little mini review of ours on. Uh, Rich, it's your it's the one you suggested. Um, the you think that's what we one. should end on? I think that's a really I think that's our unexpected note. I don't think anyone would expect that. <laughs> but I, I mean, rip if, the bandaid off. I mean, you know, if you want to do that, I mean, we could always sandwich it. We have something light. We have then the dark meat. And then you know we have something else light, so you know it's like a, it's like well, a sandwich start... that you know it's like going to McDonald's. You know it's going to send you to the bathroom, but you still eat it. Yeah. Why don't we start with our inner child, mm-hmm. and, and and think back, young child, mm-hmm. Franklin Richards, the child of Reed and Sue Richards, mm-hmm. the nephew of <clears throat> Johnny Storm. Yep, and adopted nephew of Ben Grimm. You know what? That's a fantastic idea. Let's get Calvin and Hobbes with it. Absolutely. So, all right. So we'll do we'll do that. Do you want to do that? That. Um, do you want to do that, and then Macy Day Parade, or see? We don't want to t- reveal what we're talking about, kids. So we're going to use code. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, let's do that. That we'll sounds do that, good. And then we'll do. Um, we'll do dinner, you know, right, and then right. we'll, we'll, we'll end with the feast. Got it. Okay. That sounds good to me. So I need to state this for the record. First things first, this entire thing just gave me such Calvin and Hobbes vibes the entire time I was reading it. Like I, I, I just couldn't. And, and I, and I don't know if that was deliberate, but I think thoroughly enjoyed reading this i have never got to read it um so i think rich was this you did you recommend this because this um, so i had you. seen it on the list and i've mm-hmm. always been a franklin richards fan and i think i got poo-pooed on my power pack decision so that was my second after that <laughs> we didn't poo-poo it we just said maybe <laughs> okay you well, it was louise to... simonson i love louise simonson so louise is great i've met her a bunch of times she's she's a doll you know, but this was oh god, this was yes. great this, to this read. This was my first time reading this as well, to be honest with you. But I oh, love yeah. Herbie, Herbie, the classic Herbie from the cartoon sixties mm-hmm. is where he really started off. Right, and to bring that back, woo, childhood rushing, rushing right to my soul. So, Leo, what did you think? Uh, this was first time read as well. And uh, yeah, I, I definitely got a Calvin and Hobbes vibe on this. And uh, sorry, that's my alarm. Um, 
wind chimes are your alarm oh uh sorry the doorbell alarm oh so there's oh, probably okay. it's either my wife coming home or somebody in the front there's a prowler could be could be uh yeah a very calvin and hobbs uh i i thoroughly enjoyed it as well uh i wasn't familiar with the herbie character mm -hmm. uh, where, where did he originate from uh, he's a robot yeah, it's a robot um, his dad created yep go ahead Her drew i'm sorry no no it's fine i just i just i i only have seen it briefly because i i started reading fantastic four a little later um yeah, Herbie is a robot, but I, I, Rich, I feel like this one is really more of the '60s, like the one that you referred to, like the television Herbie. Right, right. Yeah. There was a there was a Fantastic Four uh, animated cartoon in the '60s. You know, Marvel had a bunch of them at the time, all in the same yeah. sort of genre and thing. Um, and and Herbie was like he was like an assistant to Reed, and uh, I, I guess at one point he was a caretaker to uh, Young Franklin. So uh, he was just like a cool little robot that could fly around and, you know, could plug into computers and, you know, sometimes he could shoot things. Sometimes he would just, uh, you know, he was stronger than a human. He could like clamp down on stuff and he was a fun character. And, you know, like they haven't used him in years and years and years. So to see that going back from that 60s cartoon, which I'd only seen in flashbacks because I'm not quite that old. Yeah, um, not quite that old. Yeah, 70s I saw when they were redoing those on Saturday and Sundays on WPIX in New York. Yeah, um, I, I caught some as well. Uh, I can never, I don't know if they kept on changing the time or, or what, uh, but I, I remember only seeing a couple. I think mm -hmm. you can find some of the stuff on YouTube, Leo. Yeah. If yeah. You search around for it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But um, like I said, I, I can't really choose which one was my favorite but they were all great like all of them right right so uh so the premise of this story is uh franklin um accidentally walks through a portal to another universe where everyone are everyone are everyone is turkeys everyone are turkeys everyone be turkeys hmm. literally Literally. I ain't talking no jive. Hey. Hey. So, um, but yeah, it, it, you know, like you said, very Calvin and Hobbesy, um, simple story. Um, you know, uh, how does he get back to the to our universe? You know, with the help of Herbie, of course. And uh, at the end, of course, he uh, does not want to eat turkey because he's all turkeyed out. So it's and, a, just a cute little holiday story, not very long, um, mm -hmm. cute art. And, uh, you know, like I said, touch the soul on a, a character that I haven't seen since the 60s. And for me, I mean, I enjoyed all of the stories. I mean, all of them. Like I read all, all every one of the issue that, that we had. I thought they were all great. And it had a very nice, like I said, Calvin and Hobbes, very simplistic, energetic. You know, you have the straight man and then you have the... the uh, the voice of reason just all right i mean i don't know how many times i gotta go through this but okay fine you do your thing i'm gonna be here to catch it when you fall you know and say i told you so but i think for me it was seeing the turkey versions of the fantastic four that to me was just genius i mean like a turkey thing and a turkey uh a turkey a human turkey 
Mr. <laughs> Mr. Turktastic and the Invisible Turkey, you know, like like the feather the feather four or something like that. Right. You know, they were it was great. And then the plot twist was even funnier because it's just like, we'd love to have you for dinner. He's like, sure. And then um he, he meant they're gonna eat you. I was like, Yes, I realize that. And then that he meets uh the turkey version of himself who is exactly like him. You know, yeah, I know I'm not supposed to touch the the human, but but what am I gonna get to do this? You know, and then he lets him go and then oh my my mom's gonna kill me. You know, my mom's gonna roast me, and I'm like, I can't. It's just again. This whole comic, I, I thoroughly recommend to anybody. It's light, it's fun, you know, it's very it's got that Saturday morning cartoon feel to it. Um and kudos to to the the, the, the writer and artist for it. I believe that's uh, Mark Sumrek and Chris Eopolis. They yep. both did a fantastic job with with this and uh this kind of reminded me i know if you guys ever saw like the mini marvels uh chris caruso comics that usually sometimes end up in like mm -hmm. big marvel issues or sporadically in old issues like that very simplistic but thoroughly funny style and i would own this issue just just to add to my it's thanksgiving let's read this story like it's great And if we had to crowbar it, you know, I'm going to give it a straight five. Honestly, this oh, was wow. just perfect to me. This is just perfect. A nice combo of story and style. You know, it touched all the nice points. It wrapped everything up. It, 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 it was just fun. And I love fun comics. So I'm giving it five. Leo. I uh, I really enjoyed it as well. I'm going to give it a 4.5. Uh, you know, I, I loved Calvin and Hobbes when I was a kid, and just uh, yeah, uh, yeah, it was just it was uh, it was good. It was good. All right, and I will cap off with a flat four. Okay, just, uh, it was enjoyable, but not enough bang for me. All right, it's fine. So next, we'll be reviewing. De Daredevil 178, or as I like to call it, why you don't invite Matt Murdock to Thanksgiving Day Parade. Um, just real quick, I made note of something. Where the hell is it? Okay, so Daredevil 178, the that is titled Paper Chase. This was published in January of 82. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um and it's notable because Frank Miller, uh, yes, everybody, the artist formerly known as Frank Miller, was still doing the artwork and the story for that. So you can read this and remember that, you know, there was greatness once in this man. Um, and before if Frank there was, was listening, I'm was sorry, started. but I, I, I've read too much of your later work. And I can't, Frank, anymore. I can't. Um, no, but I mean, I mean, this was also a really great read. I mean, I haven't read much of Frank Miller's Daredevil. I think the only thing I ever read was was um, Daredevil Year One, which was essentially 
Batman Year One, but with Daredevil. Um, but again, you 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 cannot ignore Frank Miller's contribution to this character. Just even this one issue, I mean, it's just so jam packed, but it's still very much a nice testament to how old structure allowed for multiple storylines to go on at the same point and still be wrapped up near the end. So just real quick, uh, a question as the uh, non intelligent person here. No one, no one said that. No one said that. I'm busting. I'm busting. Okay. So, so, is it normal for there to be this much killing in a Marvel comic? Yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, especially oh, yeah. a Daredevil comic. Lots yeah. of ninjas died. Lots of the blood, the hand dies. Lots there's, of henchmen uh, die. Oh, yeah, you know, yeah. Just, Leo, there's a ton of cannon fodder in, in Daredevil. Like, you cannot imagine how many, just reading on how many hand ninjas we have seen slain. Um it, and I yeah. noticed that uh, it didn't really like you see the uh, the stab here. It's it's orange blood, and then mm-hmm. a lot of the stabs is it's just you see poking through the shirt. Yeah, of course they got to get they gotta they gotta make it. Uh, they probably got to get through some sort of rating there. Yeah, well, you know, back then we still had the comics code, so you had to. They still got they still had murder, but there was a limited amount of what they could show. And this is also 82, Leo. So this is when comics, you start to see hints of the darkness that would then become ultimately synonymous, as, as Jeremy pointed out, with with comics. I mean, just this is 82. In three years, we're going to have Watchmen, and that's going to change the game. Yeah. You know, right. and you got to also remember, um, sorry, uh, sorry, Rich. I've just been with the, remember, um, Alan Moore was a contemporary of Frank Miller. I mean, I remember reading a story um, of them after a convention where they were just firing back stories between each other. So just imagine Alan Moore sitting across from Frank Miller and they're just throwing Superman stories back and forth. And um, Alan Moore won, funny enough, by pitching uh, the end all be all, which was Superman in hell. And I was just like, yeah, if anybody's going to pitch that, it's going to be Alan Moore. Did that ever get written? Um, oh yeah, I don't know if Alan Moore wrote it, but I definitely know that Superman has been to hell, which does not sound like something you'd ever think would be said. But DC wasn't afraid to go there eventually. Um, so essentially, just to summarize, there are three stories in this one. You have one, which is an audition. Oh, uh, just one. real, just real quick, Superman. Uh, issue 666, published October 2007. There you go. Oh, there you go. Oh, yeah. There was also Batman 666, which had a similar thing. That was the Batman in, in Bethlehem thing with Damien and deals with the devil and shit. So, yeah, makes sense. Um, so, there are three p- stories in this you have an audition, you have a blackmail case. And you have simply paying rent. So, and uh, I want to add that the gravitas is is not um, impressed here because you don't realize 
what a character that Electra is going to become in Matt Murdock's life at this point. And mm-hmm. she's not dead at this point. And this is again in 19, what, 82, 83, 82. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So we're talking about 92, 2000, you know, it's 40 years ago. Right. So, you know, it, it, and, and the character of Electra has evolved so much over the years. So um, I, I, I just felt it was important for the people that don't know uh, that this was a pretty integral issue. I would also like to point out there are two things in this scene that I, in this comic, well, three that I thoroughly enjoyed. First thing one is that you have, again, Matt Murdock foiling criminals without revealing that he's Daredevil. So he plays the like, oh, it's a new office. Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, I, oh I'm so sorry. Um, but no, Leo, 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 flip back because I have to address that that one okay. scene. Okay, yeah. I'm sorry. I have never felt more called out in my life than the scene where uh, Foggy is meeting with Luke Cage and Danny Rand, and he is trying not to be tempted by the pizza. <laughs> and and just the part like, where'd the last light go? Uh, I was like, um, okay. Uh, and Even then, with the, the anchovies, uh, just no, 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 no. Here's the thing: I draw the line of anchovies. Oh yeah, it, it's more just the pizza. Um, but and then later on, when he said, it was like, it was like, yeah, man, it was like, man, I bought you another pie. You know, I was like, that is 100 something that I would say to somebody. Like I, I said, I was sorry. I bought you more slices. <laughs> but now, Drew, this is a very important question. Mm-hmm. Will you go California? Will you go pineapple and ham? Never. God, no. You don't know what you're no. missing. You know, listen, Rich, you are entitled to your opinion, and I respect Absolutely. it, even if even if it's an abomination. Right, That's right, fine. Right. You can have all the pineapple on all of the pizza. And you yeah, want yeah. me? Listen, I'm and, and I love a classic cheese slice from New York. Don't get That's me wrong. Fine. That's fine. That's I king. will stick with my... I will stick. Like, here's the thing. I used to be just a strictly cheese pizza guy. I have evolved to Sicilian, <laughs> to mushroom. All um, right, nice, nice. Pepperoni isn't horrible now. I mean, I, I really don't like it, but you know, it's not the end of the world. Um, and then even the cheeseless slices, you know, uh, those are also delicious. Like I'm getting hungry now, so, um, so now I'm kind of fogging it right now. And then, and then the other great moment was you you have literally a superhero fight at the Macy's Day Parade. I was like, wow. You know, just great. Um, There he is, Kermit. Poor Kermit. Yep. So, and then even, like, again, what I just enjoy is, like, normally it is cold as hell at 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 the Thanksgiving Parade. Luke Cage is just sitting there with an unbuttoned shirt. Like, yeah, what's going on? Are you? Yes, I am. Are you? No. Like, you just see the difference in personality. You have Luke Cage. You're like, yeah, I'm showing off. Darian was like, no, go away. Like, you can see why they're best friends. Um, Opposites attract. mm -hmm. But what I also enjoy is that, again, like, you still have the very realism. You have corrupt politicians you have um, corrupt cops you have death murder all this stuff but it's still woven so well into the story so you know 
you just again you're just like well that's daredevil right and this is a great interaction and fight and it, it when it comes to when they finish is kind of daredevil was just kind of like it felt like he was just testing danny rand oh he totally was um and because when it was time for him that he needed to go do what he did he just bounced i feel like again also this this to me said showed like frank miller's love of, of kung fu movies because this is very much a martial arts thing you know one one master challenging another master to see what they got right so what move, <laughs> what, what move do you call that ducking oh yeah that was great Huh, seems to work for you. <laughs> um, and, and also, I'm sorry. Uh, the worst hand, the worst payoff in history. Hi, I'm just gonna give you. Uh, I'm just gonna give you your payment during a parade, and then a kid's like, "Oh, candy!" I was just like, "Oh my god!" Like, you've got to be the worst blackmailer in the history of the world. Mm-hmm. Like, like, and then the kid's like, "This is bad candy. I broke one of my teeth. My one of my teeth on it." I'm like, "Oh my god, why?" <laughs> it's gonna be fun retrieving that. Oh yeah. Oh boy. Dying in the rough, as they say. Um, <laughs> but you know, and even at the end with the, the oh yeah, let's let's see those checks. Um, yeah. lot of lot of lot of paper out there. But um, so, like I said, this was definitely entertaining. Um, I feel like it's the only thing that detracts from it, in my opinion, is the fact that you aren't reading Daredevil. So it's just like the weight of, like, again, because we're Marvel fans, we know what's in store for Dare for Elektra. So the fact of her meeting with Kingpin is a big freaking deal, you know, because that's okay. what's going to lead her to 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 uh, confront Daredevil originally. Um, but if you if you never read that, you'd be like, okay, well, like again, like Rich said, the gravitas of this moment would be lost. Absolutely, and and I think Drew, if you know the storyline, um, mm-hmm. I'd love to get it on rotation at some point. Um, oh, totally, especially for Leo when she's first resurrected, and they bring oh, yeah. in Stick and the mm-hmm. White Ninjas is such a beautiful powerful story leo and i look forward to introducing that to you yes can't wait yep it's not star wars but it'll do leo (laughs) um all right so for this um i'm gonna give it a four again it's it's a good story i mean it's nice to see frank miller's artwork back before it got really too cartoony um Fighting at the Macy Day Parade with a bunch of superheroes that would eventually all work together. And I was like, okay, cool. It's all four for me. And Leo? Yeah. Um, I'll give it a three and a half. You know, it, it was uh it was okay. It, it, it's it, you know, I, I didn't love it. Um, but it's I haven't read too much Daredevil. So it's uh, I did enjoy, you know, him trying to keep his secret identity, you know, secret, you know, jumping down the the elevator shaft. But some of it seemed a little goofy to me. Um, And then, yeah, that end scene with her meeting Kingpin, that's totally lost on me because I don't know the storyline. So if I knew more, I'd probably rate it better. But uh, yeah, for me right now, three and a half. 
3.5. Okay. Rich? And uh, I'm going to go 4.5. Okay. Uh, it's kind of a four, but it gets the extra 25 for the gravitas and the extra quarter for just the cool interaction uh, between Daredevil and uh, Iron Fist. Yeah. Okay. All right. So that's that. So we've, we've, we've passed that course. Now, 50% of our Thanksgiving reading is done. Hey, uh, now we're going to interrupt this lightheartedness for some very dark storytelling. Um, oh, oh, we're doing the dark one? Yeah, we're going to do the dark one. Okay. No one would expect us to do the dark one. So, Especially me, since we, we mentioned the order we were going to do it. I know. We're switching things up. Wild card, Leo. Jeez. On the okay. fly. Okay. 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 Yeah. Sometimes you got to adjust with the technical gas uh, and spinners. Oh, and stuff. It's okay. I, I had them all prepped anyway, so we're all good. So, first things first, it is such a pleasure to reread these old comics because this is, in my mind, such a forgotten part of comics, the old school horror comics. And just to remind yourself that this is as pivotal to the evolution of comics as Spider-Man, Superman, and all the other heroes. It's just so great. And again, for a short story, this is better than some anthology issues that you see today. Like, just fantastic. So I think, Rich, was this you again, too? This was you, right? It, it, it was. It was. I, I, I actually lobbied pretty hard for this one. Yeah, what? Why and I you... never, I had never read it. It was just based on the description of the story. Why don't you take Which, this one then? Well, I, I don't know if I should give the description of the story because that kind of ruins the twist at the end. I mean, if you want to like just summarize it without giving it away, I mean that is possible. Like it's, it's an execution, but from a yeah, perspective um... that we wouldn't expect. All right, so it, it, it's, 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 yeah, all right. I might as well say what, what drew me in. Uh, so it's, it, like Drew just said, it is, as you can see, the executioner. But is it an executioner story from the perception of a turkey? Dun, dun, dun. I would like to point out I'm still going to eat so much turkey on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. So... This did yeah. not ruin my appetite. I just want to say that, but it was pretty interesting seeing that perspective. And you legitimately thought it was a person right until the end. And I thoroughly loved it. I mean, guys, you realize this is a five-page story and it is beautifully done. Oh, totally. I, I just uh, want to say this was written by Stan Lee and uh, the artist was uh, looks like uh, Miriam Fass and this was released March 6th 1953 jeez y'all want to talk about a throwback here you go absolutely yeah, but, but, uh, just... yeah I, I have to concur uh, horror comics of this caliber are are like a forgotten art and this was so beautiful the writing was so perfect and the art even even for the time it was great art 
and uh, it, it was such a I don't know. I, I it was like the darkness and the creativeness was just it, it touched me. That's all I could say. I guess that's the best way to describe it. It just touched me in 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 a deep and profound way. And to see that you you're doing this story where you think a guy is being killed and they start off oh and they circle the calendar it's going to be on the 26th and he's like I'm living in a cage I have my food is given to me through a, a hole. Uh, when I'm sleeping, rats eat the food that I don't eat. Um, and, and you're like, oh, this is a guy and he's, he's about to die, you know, back in the day. And there's the executioner until you see the executioner's axe fall and there's a turkey head on the floor. Beautiful. Yeah, beautiful. It's just hands down, again, just superb storytelling. Um, the ambiance, the narration, the twist. I mean, I mean, M. Night, stay away from this. Okay? Like, don't know. Maybe Hitchcock, but not M. Night. Um, no, honestly, this is another great example of a short story that really puts a different twist on the holiday. And because you never really think about that. Like, what would the turkeys be thinking? You know, um, but honestly, I what a great, great unexpected thing. And that's the best thing you can do when you have when you're talking about things like this, you just have to throw in a big old ugly monkey wrench like this and just throw off everyone's perception. So well done, Rich. Thank you. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Now, Leo, our super positive partner in crime. Yes. What is your perception of this oh my. short story? <laughs> I, okay, th this here really, it, it, it's, it was definitely, it, you up. it did, it did. It, it's really morbid. Just the <laughs> description, you know, just, okay, I, I have to read some of this because this here, Stan Lee did some amazing work, but just, you know, I'm a very visual person. So reading this, like visualizing what's happening. It, it, it just, it messed me up, you know? And uh, so the door of your prison swings open and there he stands, your executioner. The executioner places your head on the chopping block. He raises his ax. Then you hear it swishing down. You feel it cutting through the flesh of your neck. And just before your head falls to the ground, you look up at the face of your murderer and you wonder how things happen in a civilized world. And you wonder why slaughtering always takes place on a day called Thanksgiving. Just just the visual of it, you know, of the turkey, you know, just looking up as his head is falling, you know, just it, it's bizarre, but, you know, super morbid. Leo, I got chills when you were reading that. Yeah. yeah. I loved it. And I'm, I'm, I'm straight up. This is five. This is a five all day. Same here. Five. Yeah, yeah I agree. All right. <laughs> Fives all around, everyone. Yeah, we, we rarely agree like this. This is this is strong. strong. Oh, yeah. And um, I, I highly... Leo, what was the name of this comic? So this is Uncanny Tales number nine. Yeah, if you uh, guys can find this, this is only one story in that book. But that whole book is filled with dark, wonderful stories. I'm ready. I'm, uh, if there's a Christmas one, well, let's ruin, let's ruin Leo's holidays. <laughs> 2021 
Well, the, the there is a story called Rudolph's Racket, but I, I don't oh, think that's Christmas. Yeah. No, that could be. It's, it's probably about cocaine. <laughs> you know, red noses and stuff. All right. So let's 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 redeem some of the 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 holiday with the nice one, which was my recommendation, which somebody here, not this one. Somebody here thought, oh, it's a little cliche, but I'm like, you know what? Some cliches are great. But before we get to that, um, I have to ask, gentlemen, do you have anything that you like to think is mandatory uh, Thanksgiving watching material? Well, for our family, uh, normally either the day after Thanksgiving or after Thanksgiving meal, mm -hmm. uh, my wife needs to watch, watch Elf. And I normally watch that with her. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Elf, she'll, she'll watch Elf literally like about 20 times between Thanksgiving and Christmas. It's a great movie. I awesome. feel like I should tell her. Can you tell her that I actually do own a Buddy the Elf costume? I've cosplayed as that. Really? Like, oh, yeah. I will totally dress. <laughs> Leo's going to hire you for her next birthday party. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I will totally. Listen, I, I did the whole thing. I even had maple syrup. Oh, nice. You know? <laughs> yeah. And I did this tights and all that. It was, it was yeah. I'll send you a photo, Leo, as proof. It was funny. Yeah. Um, Rich, what about you? Um, well, when I was a kid, it was definitely the Macy's Days Parade. Mm-hmm. But as I've gotten older, nothing that's year after year. Um, I think this year in our Friendsgiving, we have a friend that's been uh, very behind the time, but still is a super Marvel. So we're actually going to end up watching the last two Avengers movies because he has never seen them. Nice. Nothing like as crazy as that sounds. It's all good. So you guys are all missing out because there are, in my mind, three essential uh thanksgiving day things that you should definitely watch the first uh, one can being, i guess one yes turbo man no actually oh, okay. that is that to me is actually more of a christmas movie but okay. i do always say that that is on the list yeah. there are three thanksgiving films that are automatically necessary the first one is garfield thanksgiving hands oh, down oh yeah because I mean, you haven't lived till you've seen John literally bore a date to da to sleep, and then Grandma comes in and basically pulls off the Thanksgiving. I mean, when that lady pulls out a chainsaw to do the turkey, I was I'm, I'm done. And then on top of it, one of my favorite voice actors of all time, Lorenzo Music as Garfield, it's just perfect. That man, dear God, was taken too soon. I can only imagine how much more fun he would have been. Um, two is one all of you probably have watched. That would be Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Oh, yeah. There we go. John Candy. John Candy, Steve Martin, one of his favorite movies. Thanksgiving. Totally themed. Uh, it's a wonderful movie. I never get tired of watching it. And I do think that that was probably the least brat packian of the John Hughes movies. But, God, it's great. I mean, now, when that, mm hmm John Candy wasn't supposed to be in that, right? He he like showed up. Isn't there some weird story about that? Something like that. I mean, I like I said, I the being that that was the person that John Hughes co collaborated with the most, 
I'm pretty sure that that part was written. I do know that it is one of Steve Martin's favorite movies he's ever done. Um, so thank you, Jeremy. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to sidebar before you jump on your third holiday one, because mm-hmm. I just watched a Steve Martin movie last night. And if you haven't seen it in a long time, My Blue Heaven. Thank oh, you. Oh, my yes. God. It's amazing. I love that movie so much. <laughs> it's not I super deep, but, but it just makes me giggle. Oh, no, it's, listen. And it, Steve it, Martin doing an Italian gangster. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's comical it's, in itself. It's yeah. amazing. And then him paired with Rick Moranis, it's uh-huh. It's magic. It's magic. I mean, I mean, that awesome movie is so amazingly quotable. Like, I'm, I'm, I now need to watch that this week. Just because, so I could just, what was that? That's horrible. No, listen, can you look at something else? Okay, yes, we understand you're not open to this. If you were open to this, we wouldn't be having this conversation. Or other one is like, capisque? Are you trying to say capiche? Okay, can you not? Because it hurts my ears when you do it. Uh, wow, I, you haven't I, seen I, that in a long time. That's damn good, Drew. I, I listen, that that taught me that with, with when it's a pretty woman, you can somehow learn how to, even Rick Moranis can learn how to salsa and merengue uh, just just in, in, one, in one montage. But Drew, what is the uh, what is it? What is the it? third? No, is it, what's the the light bulb? Oh, um, it's the joke. Yeah, yeah, I'm um, gonna fuck the joke up. So, but if you know it, do it. Oh, I, t- I totally do. <laughs> what's the difference between a pregnant woman and a light bulb? You can unscrew a light bulb. See what I'm talking about? No sense of humor whatsoever. <laughs> I mean, you have. You have Rick Moranis, you have Steve Martin, you have Joan Cusack. Joan Cusack yeah. Um, you have Daniel Stern is the mm-hmm. shitty ex-husband. Right. Um, you have a bunch of people who like I, I I don't remember the actors. I know movies I've seen them in. I feel like I've seen some of them. Um, you have that uh fuck. Um He's one of those really spectacular old men in movies. Yeah, the guy who owns the pet store. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know his name you, either, but he's been in yeah, a ton you of You know things. exactly what I'm thinking of. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, you, his face yeah. is all like, oh. Yeah. You dirty rat. I already said <laughs> that. Yeah, well, I say it better. Oh, God. Um, yeah, that, and I think that there's one scene in it where they're talking about, they're all witness protection guys from the mob and they're sitting and talking about Italian food and someone's like I drove 45 miles to a place that I heard had good marinara sauce and please I was like I can't that is like the most Italian thing ever like that is very much that I feel like that would be something on my dad's side of the family would say just be like please um now Minus that wonderful tangent, which everybody, all of the movies we've talked about, please go out and see, rent, buy, Amazon, whatever. The third one, which is a personal classic favorite of mine that I recently have now have and will watch this season, Son-in-Law, starring Pauly Shore yes. and Carlugino. That's Pauly Shore <laughs> going to the Midwest for Thanksgiving. I remember the movie, but... It's. It, I don't remember it being memorable. Pauly Shore movies, in my opinion, grow on you. I've always been a fan of Biodome. 
even though it is by no case a good movie. Yeah, um, it's fun. I've always been a fan of Encino Man, which again, yes. it should not work, but it does because it was early 80s. And honestly, Son-in-Law, I thoroughly enjoyed just simply because his, you know, what's up, buddy? You know, the, the whistles, the, the whistle, playing the farmer, you know, um, was great. And I mean, this is still the height of Pauly Shore's popularity. So, you know, it wasn't depressing. Yeah, died down after that right oh, yeah. in, in the 90s like, when after i would say jury duty yeah uh, it started really I, I don't think i even saw jury duty i think the last one i saw was like in the army now or something yeah like yeah though jury duty in the army those are the last two of that era because after that it was just no thank you yeah but son-in-law is another great one because again you have very california surfer bud is in the midwest trying to adapt to farmer life and you've got again all actors that i've seen in other movies but i cannot for the life of me remember their names like i know the guy who played the coach of the hawks in mighty ducks is the dad um well, he, he was also the judge in... Uh... He's also the lawyer in My Cousin Vinny. Yeah, lawyer. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Utes. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you know, he was in there. Uh, Carla Gugino is not aged, and she is beautiful regardless, no matter what. And fun fact, the tat... Uh, that's a, also another great reference. Uh, the tattoo guy in the parlor, that's Flea from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. So I'm telling you, guys... Those three, in my mind, are quintessential Thanksgiving films to watch and remember. And why not? But, you know, if you want, you know, if you have your own traditions, why not? You know, continue watching Elf, Leo. Um, but <laughs> no, honestly, I, those are three movies that are very Thanksgiving-centric. And I will have a similar rant when we get to Christmas movies, because I have so many theories about those, because I'm very passionate about that. Um, but... With my reviews out of the way, let's talk about the next comic, which was one of my selections. Well, before we do that, I just want to say awesome picks, Drew. Uh, Thank you. you know, it, it's, uh, yeah, I, I love all three of those movies. And uh, yeah, really well done. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, 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 just like, just like in Star Wars, a lot of movie minutes died to give me that information. So, without further ado, JSA 54. Um, the window. Thank you, Rich. Now I know where, <laughs> now I know exactly what, what's on your mind in Thanksgiving. Well, I, it's a dead center in the comic. That wasn't done on purpose. I didn't do that. So, um, Minus the juvenile opinions of one of my candidates, and don't get me wrong, I totally yeah, thought the same yeah. thing. Um, this is one of my favorites because it actually is based on a great tradition in DC Comics that the JSA, the Justice Society of America, would have an annual Thanksgiving dinner. Now, this story follows a crossover that they had with the JLA called Vice and Virtue. So you will have one event 
um, which is the, the JLA, JSA, all having one big meal. So that's a lot of superheroes under one thing. And this is all Jeff Johns. This is his, during his era of JSA. And I got to be honest with you, this thing to me felt less like a, an issue. And it was more like what really would happen if superheroes celebrated Thanksgiving. I mean, it's got... Oh, totally, totally. It's got fights. It's got drama. It's got... Every character has a little great moment and even recipe sharing, you know? Yeah, everything. And thoroughly, I honestly, this is one of my favorite things to read near Thanksgiving. It never gets old. Um, I've even reviewed it for Screen Rant at one point. Um, And there's just so many beautiful little moments here that I thoroughly enjoy. Uh, So before I go to my favorites, what did you guys think? they should have just uh, titled this, and this is going to spoil it, though. Uh, Batman's always right. That should have been. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Big old Batman being right. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, it's, you know, in reading this, it's definitely, there was definitely a lot of heart behind it, you know, where it, it is really encompassing a lot of, you know, the, the regular family discussions. Mm-hmm. You know, that normally happen, you know, uh, with a large group together, except you have, you know, somebody getting thrown out of window, you know, it's, uh, yeah, it's, I, I found it, you know, uh, adding quite a bit of realism to, you know, unrealistic, um, uh, proportions. No, no. <laughs> uh, you're looking at the wrong character. Um, but so no, totally. So Rich, what did you think? Yeah, well, the the beauty of this comic is what you've both said already, is that it's what the heroes would be like in a relaxed format, just hanging out. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, a ton of great interactions between characters that we probably wouldn't ordinarily see interact together. Definitely Mm -hmm. not in a chill, holiday, festive locale. Um, So, yeah, it it was... Despite my reluctance to do this, it was fun to read, I have to admit. Um, so yeah. thank you, Drew. You're um, welcome. I, I, you know, it, it is that there that cover is such a classic holiday cliche that I probably will see um, on Facebook and Instagram for the next two weeks. Oh, 100%. I'm going to repost it later. So um. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Um yeah, so I have to ask, guys, what are some of your favorite moments? Because I have two of my interactions. Um, so I, before, since I'm the one recommended, I will be last. So I'd really love to know which two stood out the most to, to you, you two, four. Well, to me, um, Ted uh, getting bounced uh, because they're trying to um, talk about Thanksgiving and what you know, the Indians getting slaughtered and genocide mm-hmm. and all that. And Ted steps up like, hey, I'm American. You can't talk about America like that. Blah, blah, blah. And uh, and she tosses him the hell out the window. And, Good old I mean, power. Saved by Superman. And they make a joke. Well, it's Ted. He's a cat. He'll always land on his feet. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that, that was super fun to me. Um, and that's yeah. right at the beginning. So it's like, uh, and... Mm-hmm. Uh, 
I want to say it's between what we're seeing right here between Dr. Midnight and Dinah, but it could also be tied with Batman and Mr. Terrific. So that's a, it's a tough one. So, you know, I'm going to say more the emotional thing um, Mm. because, you know, Batman is just, you know, everyone always picks Batman. So I'm going to go to the Dinah and Dr. Midnight thing with the, I guess at some point he must have thought that something was going on with them and she Not. didn't really see it that way. And I, I think my favorite was he like he said it himself. He's like, Yeah, I can do all these things, but relationships, no. No fuck no. That. Um what about you, Leo? Well, uh I was gonna pick the Dinah and Doctor Midnight myself, uh, but since you did, uh Rich, I will definitely go with the Batman. Uh, but I just have to say that the line, uh, it's the fishnets. It's always the fishnets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, definitely, yeah. uh, definitely, you know, Batman, you know, trying to, you know, th- there's one like in the beginning where it looks like he, they're trying to, he looks like he's smiling a little bit, but it's just, it's definitely you know, a smirk. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just the interactions with with uh, Batman, you know, obviously because it comes to fruition, you know, he's always right. Is, is, uh, uh, don't you love that he's searching for a problem? He's like, yeah, is, is everything okay in Arkham? And and uh, and like, what about any anomalies in Earth Two? I was like, oh my god, you really are searching. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and and my other one is the sharing of recipes. I I, I just love that. It's just a really good, uh, you know. Um, family discussion there it is just yeah i think you gotta also love hawkman getting mad at green arrow yes for catching him in the act and and green arrow just like why'd you all dress up and he's like dressed normal yeah i love that for once (laughs) um okay so i have three um so i'm gonna cheat so i have three uh one is i love star girl complaining about sitting at the kids table and oh, yeah. and 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 uh captain marvel who again i'm sorry like i know he's called shazam now i have no problem calling him captain marvel right? i need to state that for the record because if i talk about him you'll know exactly what i'm talking about but regardless um like yeah yeah you can sing at the kid table and he's like aren't you a kid and he's like ixnay on the idk you know because they don't know and then you have impulse and jakeem thunder who they had a great scene before they're both saying how school is bullshit and you had um jay garrick like hey like he's pulling a captain like language um that was stupendous like they're like oh hey look we do the mashed potatoes i'm like oh my god why is courtney sitting at this table like these <laughs> these like you have bart allen you have jakeem thunder like i was like no matter who they're 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 young boys they're gonna act like idiots it's just common sense um, I gotta say, I love when the villains just pop up out of nowhere and they're talking their big game, and then they see everybody covered in food and they're like, Um, there's a bit more than I was like, that's two, four, yeah, this, you know, we, we should go. We interrupted their meal, and then you have the next page, Leo, with just a beautiful full pager. Leo, next, next page. Oh, look at God. I said next page, not the ending. Back. Oh, oh. That. It really is a monkey behind the keyboard today. No. Get, what? Go, one. 
What? More. 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 Stab. Uh, no, he went too far. The, there's only the, there's only these two. No, it's that that yeah, stop. That one. Stop. Yeah. That one. That's all the heroes. The all the heroes and the bad guys in the middle. That's yeah. where I had it in the beginning. Yeah, all of them covered in food surrounding them. Like it's like again, it's like, wow, that was stupid. Um that and then right next to it, delivering all of these pizzas. Because dinner's and, you know, and they're just Yep, here's the key to change. And then, uh, hey, do you want your free breadsticks? No and I was like, tonight. Yeah. yeah. And then, of course, of course, Batman's paying for it. Of course. Yeah. You know. Because um, he's but, Batman. Yeah, and then, of course, he got to the, you want to say it? You want to say it? And look, told you so. <laughs> like, again, this is this is still one of the my favorite holiday-themed comics. It never gets old. And it's just fun. And again, uh, very often you see comics where you have your, your characters are established without a family. And then you realize a family is inevitable because you're going to have all these people with the same like-minded interests. Of course, they're going to get together. They're going to hang. They're going to drink beers and they're going to talk about stuff. That's just humanity. You know, it's inevitability. And I always liked that the JSA had that tradition but it's still very much a human tradition. There's the drama, there's the drunk relatives, there's the fighting about politics, religion, whatever current events and whatnot. But then eventually you all sit down, you have your meal, you enjoy the good company of each other, and then you wait for someone else to say something stupid. You know, and then you just make sure, yeah, exactly. Then you just make sure you have your container for Tupperware uh, for leftovers and you get out a good hour. So um, I'm feeling very grateful today. So I'm going to give this again another five because I thoroughly enjoyed this, um, which no surprise there. So that's a five for me, five turkeys. So and, uh, I'm going to go with a 4.33 turkeys. Mm. 4.33. Okay. Uh, I'm going to do a solid four and a half. Okay. Is pretty well liked, yeah. So, you know, uh, Jeremy, want to know anybody have any dramatic family holidays, any crazy drunk relatives? Oh, um, I, I, I'm, I'm gonna, I, I've got one, I've got one, but but if Drew wants to go first, go ahead. No, no, I'm gonna abstain from mine, okay? Mine, no, so, um, I, I can do this, especially since, um, I don't talk to this aunt anymore and have it in many, many years. Uh, so I used to have an aunt that would every time we would go to a family at some point it used to be my grandmother that cooked all the time but at right. some point she got too old and we started going to restaurants and my aunt would drive the wait staff crazy so at the age of 14 um i think i tucked away whether it was birthday money or something like that i think i had like 20 bucks in my pocket and at mm -hmm. the beginning of dinner we got there and i remember right away uh there, there wasn't good ice in her water um, or the, or the ice wasn't big enough or cold enough. It, it was, it was always an issue. And uh, so I remember running to meet the waiter when he went to get breadsticks or something like that. And I was like, mm -hmm. take this $20, please don't spit in our food. And he just laughed. 
And I said, my aunt is a horror show and I'm really sorry. And this is money in advance. So you don't spit in our food. <laughs> and that is my family holiday story. Oh, you know what? Leo, I'm, I'm good. That's it. Can't, we're done. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Can't Bye. stop that one. <laughs> no. God, no. That, that is perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. No. I, I. Yeah. She was the queen of all Karens before Karens existed. Listen, I, I, it's funny because I actually have an aunt who's similarly dramatic. Um, but I'm not going to go there because that is, that is a. Yeah, yeah. That is a, hold, on, hold on a second. That's a well of fire snakes that we're not going to open. Let's yeah, just put yeah. it that way. Um, but no, and I'm just going to say, because um, I feel like we're, we're wrapping this up, I just want to also say, because, you know, this is, we're not going to see each other after it. I'm very thankful to that we're still doing this. Um, it's been, it's been a, almost been a, a full year. Yeah, it's been a nice couple of months. Every Tuesday, coming on, doing this with y'all. We reviewed a lot of books. We had some laughs. Somehow, people thought we were good enough to get an award. That won't happen again. Um, very thankful to be part of this. You guys are great, even though we're all so different. But isn't that a good thing? Yeah, very good. Thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah. Well said, Drew. Well said. Uh, Crazy stories. Uh, uh, Jeremy says, if you have uh, family, hug them. If you have friends, hug them. Happy Thanksgiving to you all. And to you too, buddy. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. We're stuffed with your comments. <laughs> uh, yeah, I want to wish everybody a, an awesome Thanksgiving. Uh, you know, definitely be safe over the next several days. And uh mm-hmm. And immediately following Thanksgiving, uh, happy Hanukkah, because it starts early this year. Immediately after Thanksgiving. Mazel tov to all of y'all. Totally. Yeah, so essentially, everyone, we will be back uh, next week. I have no idea what we're doing, but you'll find out. Um, Yes, Jeremy, you are the Wu-Tang Clan of comments. Ain't nobody going (laughs) to fuck with that. Shimmy, shimmy, y'all. Shimmy, shimmy, yay. Indeed. Um, So, everybody, like we said, like the monkey behind the keyboard said, we're here. Thank you so much for deciding that this is how you spend your Tuesday nights or whatever the hell you're watching this. We appreciate you. Um, Tell your friends. The more people we get, the more funding we could get, and maybe we could get paid. Who knows? Um, well, we're working on some stuff. I, I, I got to clue you guys in on some stuff. It's fine. It's fine. Oh, well, there's stuff. There's stuff. So, again, basically, we'll be back next week. We'll be rocking some stuff. It'll be cool. Until then, everybody, eat up, wear sweatpants because, you know, the elastic. Um, watch your movies. Enjoy time with whomever you call your family. And um, be excellent to each other and party on, dudes. Party on. Party on. Well, with that, uh, we'll, uh, we'll catch you guys later. Peace out. Happy holidays. This is more than a nude caster. And videos do not work this way. Good night. <laughs> <laughs>